0: Hello, and welcome to Out in the Woods. Back in the saddle with me, Nico Soriano. Nico, how the hell are you?
1: I'm great. Wonderful. Fantastic. It's been a good, good end to August and beginning of September.
0: It was Labor Day this past weekend, I guess technically yesterday. Did you do anything special?
1: No. (laughs) No. Never have, never, never, never will. TBH.
0: Watched a lot of college football?
1: Not, I didn't even really watch that much. I watched AM and Notre Dame, and that was it. I, uh,
0: I'm really happy that I ended up not going to the AM game because I was thinking about it for just a very brief moment, but. I mean, I feel like with a blowout like that, it kind of it kind of gets a little boring. I'm going to be honest. And yeah. it was pouring rain. I've heard the entire time.
1: I don't know. I just I think in college, like I just can't watch like football all day. Like even if there is there's like a good slate of games, I, I find it very difficult to just sit there and watch all day. Like I just can't do it anymore. Personally, mm-hmm. for me, I like. we did this in college a lot so maybe this is why i just kind of like turning on the games like while doing other things and just kind of having it on rather than like actively watching
0: well that kind of makes sense because if it's on and something exciting happens chances are someone's going to say something and at that point everyone can stop and look and be like oh here's one of the exciting moments in college football or whatever. Yeah. Like you know? in college,
1: I think we would just put it on while doing other stuff or whatever. And like mm-hmm. chill. Cause I mean, if it's a close game, you can watch the end of it and then you can just kind of keep updated with scores. But I just can't sit there and actively watch like two teams. I have no care about. Yeah. All this of the matchup.
0: You and me both. I didn't even watch the a game. I'm kind so, of ashamed to admit, so but so I heard. yeah, I was, I was a little hungover. <laughs> what else is new? But, um, I just want to say, I'm very sorry for your loss that Ferrari, um, wasn't able to come and clutch this weekend. What's new? <laughs> I thought they were, I thought they were one of the best.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know a lot. Every Sunday I wake up at eight excited and then. Thirty minutes later, I question why I keep waking up to watch these god <laughs> awful races. <laughs> from it's honestly, uh, disappointment after disappointment every week, and this week's gonna be the same. I don't, I don't know why I keep waking up.
0: From from what I saw, Red Bull was the one on, right? Yeah, yeah they they won by a pretty substantial margin too.
1: Not right? Not not super substantial. It was, okay. Okay. Maybe it was a like close race, but uh, the safety car at the end kind of helped Ferrari yeah. and Red Bull a ton. So, mm-hmm.
0: fair enough. Yeah, I I can't say I really watched that race either. I think I was fishing, which I really didn't catch anything. But it's okay.
1: It happens.
0: I did. We we caught. So everyone always says. We were fishing for catfish because the water was super brown. we not really in a great bath spot, but everyone was like, man, chicken livers, that's the best bait, blah, blah, blah. Chicken livers are the best. I've never caught anything on chicken livers, never caught anything on chicken livers. And I told, because I, I was already at the house this weekend, went to like LBJ and there was another group coming in that was going to stop at the grocery store. And I said, pick up catfish bait. And they got chicken livers. And I was like, I've never had luck with chicken livers, but we'll try it. Lo and behold, we never caught anything. And I went to the gas station and I bought like actual catfish bait and we caught two catfish. So and we had a lot of bites too. We lost our bait a little bit, but we definitely had a lot more action. And so I'm sticking by my guns. Never going to use chicken livers. Personally.
1: I don't know the last time I went fishing.
0: Should have come this weekend. <laughs> Should <up. laughs> have. It would have been a good time. So you just got back from L.A., correct? Yeah, uh, last week. The concrete jungle. Is that what it's called these days? No, I, th- I think I think that's New York. But I LA, love L.A. Really,
1: <laughs> so much. Really. Yes. I love the weather. I love... I love everything but the traffic. Hmm. Um, the weather's great. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things to not like, but... Especially now. But, um, like, I don't know. I just... The weather... The way the houses are designed... Like the nineteen sixties and fifties style, I like a lot. Interesting. Um, all the roads are like super wide, like not not highways, but like just regular words, roads, and they're all like windy and and I like the. So, I mean, LA's kind of built through the mountains, and I think that looks really cool. Um, I just kind of like it. I just like the vibe. Always have, always will.
0: Is there a GTA in LA or no? Uh,
1: uh, GTA 5 was based on it, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. That's what I was trying to remember. Uh, I haven't played any of them. It's called Los
1: Santos, so I mean... Okay, okay. that's pretty.
0: That's pretty close. That's pretty close.
1: I mean, it it literally has like uh, a pier from Malibu, like a replica essentially, which I've never been to, but... um, Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a great. That's a great song is Malibu by uh, Miley Cyrus.
1: Mm, never heard it.
0: I don't know that album that she came out with during that. It was like, I don't know, maybe she had like gone to rehab or something, but she like hadn't put out any m- new music. And then she put out this album and it was like kind of her back to her roots. I think Dolly Parton was on it for a song or two. It was all, it was really good. It was a little more laid back than like her other stuff. It was no wrecking ball, that's for sure. But it was Mm. good. It was a good album. Good album.
1: I just want to clarify when I say I like LA, I like, I mean, I like, like actually Los Angeles, not like touring and being a tourist in LA.
0: So you would live there?
1: No. I mean, when I go there, I just, I don't go to go like visit Malibu and like Mm. go to downtown. I like kind of just, it's mainly to visit family so it's just kind of a different vibe but i think way better
0: a little less hustle and bustle
1: yeah just kind of hang out and enjoy
0: you did go to a dodgers game i
1: did i uh i had never been so did they Maybe it was super fun honestly
0: how much were the beers
1: um the michelob was for a tall Michelob, like one of the big ones, I think it was seventeen.
0: Oh. Oh my God, Nico!
1: What? Oh, that's so expensive. I mean, that
0: objectively,
1: objectively, I I don't think it's that much because at the Rockies game I went to last year, uh. A a Coors banquet, which was like half the size, was like twelve. So that's I mean, not
0: okay either.
1: Yeah, I think it's just baseball games in general, man.
0: Midland Rockhounds you can go on Thursdays, half price beers. Yeah,
1: that's a minor league team, man.
0: Yeah. Well, there's still their their beers are like nine or ten bucks. That's so expensive. It's still expensive, but then you go half price and it's like a normal beer. That's great. It's basically a buy one get one deal. Uh, speaking of, if you're in need of any, um, any outdoor thing, uh, Academy is having a big clearance sale right now. Just so you know,
1: I don't know the last time I went into an Academy.
0: Well, it's all online. It's their deals are all through the online. Now. I don't know how, I don't know how good their deals are. Cause I don't regularly shop there, but they are having like up to 65% off. So
1: I feel like Academy has been in the dumps.
0: Yeah. Well, it's really, it's like, it's just, it's like a Walmart for the outdoors. I was
1: about to, I was going to say the same thing. Like, compared to like Dick's,
0: mm-hmm. it seems way. And it's not even like it's that much cheaper. Like, their yeah, ammo yeah. is still pretty expensive. Everything there is like kind of expensive, I think, for what it is. I think in the my clothes mind, are okay. I need to go get some camo. I for, used to get shoes. That's where I would always get my tennis shoes.
1: It's not like they have a huge selection though. I remember no,
0: that. No. I bought them apples. But I don't know. Uh yeah, up to 65% off. Because I say that because we may have our first sponsor. So I wanted to huh? run this by you. What would you look for in a sponsorship for this podcast?
1: A good product.
0: What if it was a service?
1: A good service, too.
0: Okay. Okay. Do you think that they, like, how much do you think they need to align with what Out in the Woods is about?
1: I think they either have to contribute to the outdoors or contribute to making the podcast uh, better. So that would be either, like, outdoors gear or service or products for the production
0: Fair enough. Have you ever been fly fishing? No. Why not?
1: Because I live in Texas.
0: Yeah, but you you've traveled around.
1: Yeah, not usually on um Not not that much lately, especially yeah. not to go fishing.
0: Well, have you ever I'll ask you another question and we'll tie them together. Have you ever gone bird hunting? Upland birds, ducks, geese. Uh, Very. Yes,
1: I have gone.
0: And how much success did you have? Or what did you go to hunt and how much success did you have?
1: uh, I was not the one hunting. Um, It was my dad and uncles.
0: Mm, So you just kind of tagged along?
1: Yeah, and it was pheasant hunting. How'd they do? Pretty well.
0: Did they go on their own or did they get a guiding service?
1: I believe they got one if my memory serves me correct. One that like they release a certain amount that you pay mm-hmm. for and mm-hmm. then you just kind of track them down and shoot them.
0: I think that's I think that's the common trend. It was that. in
1: California, so I, it was a long time ago, too. So mm-hmm. this is scraping the bottom of my memory.
0: Well, so if you if you were going to go and try to hunt birds or try to go fly fishing, how prepared do you think right now you would be?
1: 90% prepared.
0: You're like, you know where to go. You know what to take. You no, know I would just like, ask my dad. But you're just like heading out in, in, into the woods solo yeah my,
1: my my I think especially with my dad I think I think it'd be fine.
0: Damn.
1: I know okay. he has every. I know he has just about everything I essentially need. Do you have a bird dog? Yes. Oh. He's on my bed.
0: There you go. Okay. Well you're really not helping our sales pitch here. I'm sorry. But the reason I ask all these questions is because for me I love fly fishing. But when I go and I travel I don't know what to do, you know. I don't know. I don't know what flies to throw. I don't know I that don't, either. I don't really know any good spots to go fishing. I don't, really, I don't. I don't have bird dog. Well, fishing I don't know much wise,
1: about, yeah. I don't know either.
0: I don't know much about like where I would go hunt. What you know, like what gear I should bring, anything like that. We may have a sponsorship from Wild Willow Outfitters in Aspen, Colorado. Now, do you have a guess what Wild Willow Outfitters does?
1: I'm gonna assume that they provide you with a with guided hunting and fishing.
0: That is exactly it. That's very astute observation. <laughs> huh. They do sure. they do float trips uh, on a float boat down the river and for fishing, and then they also do upland game hunts. And I think they're about to start doing duck hunts as well. But they do like the pin raised, released upland game bird hunts. They supply the dogs, the guns. You just show up and show out.
1: This go on the uh, website looks somewhat familiar. How about really? that, apples?
0: <laughs> what is the website?
1: Uh, Wildwilleroutfitters.com.
0: Do you? How do you think you? We don't have to say that. How do you think you recognize her?
1: Um, I think, think she might be related. I don't know.
0: That is a astute observation. Yeah. So, uh, my brother-in-law, he and his partner started Wild Willow and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Rachel said that Wild Willow, we should, we should be sponsored by them. So I figured I'd, I'd run it by you, maybe run it by the listeners, kind of, kind of see what, what the deal was. Wow. I having gone on both fishing and hunting trips with them, I can safely say like, especially the, the hunting, we went duck hunting and I have never been any form of bird hunting, let alone duck hunting. And it was great. I was told what time to wake up and what time, what to wear, just any clothing, stuff like that was given, was given waiters as well. And they brought the shotgun, brought the ammo, they brought the dogs. They Granted, I was going with my sister, so I got picked up and they drove us out to the spot, took care of everything. They set out the decoys, good old Preston, laid out the decoys, started calling them in. I couldn't land any shots. He gave me some great guidance that I just don't think I was ready to listen to. So I didn't get any birds, unfortunately, but we had plenty of opportunities. It was just my bad shooting. But what do you think about that?
1: I think it's great.
0: I'm sad that I'm not on their website.
1: I would love to go hunting in uh, Colorado.
0: So what do you think? How do you, how do you think we could go about the sponsorship? What would Uh, you want? What would you, what would you want to talk about?
1: Uh, in, in in what regards?
0: Well, I don't know. Let's work out some details here.
1: On 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 air.
0: Yeah, might as well. I don't conf- have
1: to. I'm somewhat confused on what what you're asking. Well, do regards.
0: you do you think that this is a company that aligns with the podcast?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: So you think it would be you think it would be a good partnership? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. That's all I was looking for. Well, that's good to hear. Well, it's not official yet. That being said, go check out Wild Willow Outfitters at wildwillowoutfitters.com. We don't have any promo codes, and I don't <laughs> know if we ever will, but who knows? Give out. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving them a shout out to the two listeners that we have. Maybe, maybe they're looking. You never know. Um, Speaking of hunting, as the fall nears, right? Dove season has opened. I didn't go out and hunt anything, did you?
1: Nope.
0: Yeah. Do you think you will?
1: For birds? Doves? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. If If you came out to the ranch, would you? Or no? Does that just not interest you?
1: I mean, I would. Um, again, though, no, I'm just. Uh, I mean, I would. I would definitely partake, but um, for fun. But I am not the most skilled shotgun shooter. I would say. Fair I enough. Rely- I rely on my rifle more than anything.
0: Well, you- I'm sure you could use your rifle for does. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's also too, it's kind of hard to fill a freezer, I feel like, with doves. Really with most birds. But I don't know. I want to go sandhill crane hunting so bad.
1: You can just go to our, our, our lease.
0: Would you come down for that? Maybe. You should, especially if it's your property. Um, well, anyway so what
1: uh, i was just looking at the dove hunting for coleman county
0: is there like a company that does it or what do you just the
1: regulations because it's by Mm -hmm. texas does it by the uh zones and counties
0: i have i I have the outdoor annual i can pull it up it's i think the bag limit is 15 yeah it should be started right now yeah
1: until the end of October,
0: yeah. So we got we got some time. I'm gonna hopefully go out next week. We just got a 410, and I finally got some ammo that I wait. It's so expensive. Um, hmm. Interesting. Um. But anyway, this weekend we were fishing, and when we went out for dinner. We had hunks of meat on our hooks and we left them like we pulled them out of the water. So that way if a fish came on, it wouldn't like just be there for an hour. And when we walked back down, there was a snake trying to eat the hunk of food on the hook and we ended up killing the snake and I still feel guilty about it because well, we thought it was a water moccasin. Granted, but then it like scooted away and I whacked it with a kayak paddle and I broke my kayak paddle and then we killed the snake. And then I was just kind of like, well, damn, why'd we do that? And I'm, I don't think my conscience can fully heal from that. So I was going to, I was going to say, do you ever like feel guilty about shooting something? Um, a couple times,
1: but it's not like I ever. It's not like I. I felt somewhat bad, but it's not like, I I never. I didn't waste whatever I killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that I think, compensated for it. Um,
0: like it was, it was eaten or something it, like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. No. I mean i know i i, I mean I, i'm somewhat of an avid hunter but it's also why i'm against people just going out to shoot things just to shoot because i just don't get the point personally
0: unless think it's like, with... oh wait what were you gonna
1: say uh, i mean like unless it's like you know these like for like I don't, I don't, I am looking for a very specific situation. Like I killed three pigs that we did not eat, but it was because they were destroying this farmer's, like crops. Yeah. So, I mean, so that, you, you I need like some
0: justification,
1: right? I won't go shoot for just to shoot something and leave it there with no rationale or reasoning. No.
0: I so, do so that. for pigs, does it need to be that, um, does it need to be that specific for you, or is like the fact that they're a invasive species is that enough?
1: Um, it depends where. I mean, like,
0: like if you were to come out to the ranch.
1: I mean, if we could, if we could eat the, I mean, if we could process the pig, then I'm I'm more than capable. But if, but I, I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all y'all want to shoot them to shoot them too, correct? Cause say. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, so
1: tear up your fence, no? And stuff?
0: Yeah. I mean, we do, we have a lot of farmers around us, um, just like that area, especially when you consider the roaming range of a pig. Um, so, you know, like for me, the fact that they're an invasive species is enough. It's the same with like cedar trees and mesquites. Um, it's like, yes, that is a shelter and a food source for something but it's not supposed to be there. And there are other shelter opportunities and other food opportunities that are native species. So it's like, I'm going to take these out, make sure that whatever replaces it is supposed to be there and fills that same void. But like pigs aren't really eaten by anything and they just kind of eat everything and they do cause a lot of damage. So it's like, do I feel more guilty than I probably would otherwise? Yes. But at the same time, it's like, I know they're not supposed to be there.
1: So then how do you feel about like Axis deer? They're not supposed to be here.
0: I've never I've never had the opportunity to shoot an Axis deer. I would absolutely shoot an Axis deer. Especially no- knowing that they are really good to eat.
1: Yeah, my favorite. Um, but like I'm saying, like they're in vase- invasive, so like would you shoot one just to shoot it and then not eat it? Well, are would they are they food?
0: invasive or non native?
1: Non native. I guess okay, like, what's the like the difference.
0: So dandelions are a great example because those are, I might be totally wrong in this, but from what I've researched, dandelions are non-native, um, but they don't compete for nutrients and they are eaten by native species. And so they just kind of, there was an opening in that food chain and they just kind of fit into it. You know
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the like cedar trees for example are they take a ton of water and they grow very quickly and so they will be the first thing back after fires and they will swallow out like native oak and other tree species so i see of course your your timeline there is a little longer because you know it's a tree it's not just going to immediately take over in a year but it it is a fairly short you know but um yeah like axis if they're not supposed to be here then they shouldn't be here really from india yeah yeah and i there are there are some that have escaped right and are now just kind of like a free roaming population
1: they all just live here now yeah Mm -hmm.
0: because like normally they were brought in for high fence ranch right
1: I know this says they're invasive invasive.
0: They, they might be, they might be. And in that case, I think I've read that they do compete with whitetail um, for food.
1: Yeah, that is true. So, I mean, they are a deer, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, you know, like I, I'm not a huge proponent of high fence ranches in, general but um yeah i mean if if it's not supposed to be here
1: i mean you can hunt them year-round because of that which is Mm -hmm. interesting to hunt a deer
0: year-round there's actually um there's a few there's maybe two or three ranches down i maybe kind of near you that are um they are leased out for public land hunting and exotics are on the list of it's like when you lease your land out, you can say, I only want people to hunt, you know, pigs or whitetail rabbit or deer or dove or whatever. But there's a few um that do say exotics, and so I would assume it's it's axis.
1: I mean I, axis like state. I think another example of this would be like the oudad, mm-hmm. which is not from Texas, to my knowledge.
0: I um, don't know that one.
1: Um, and like, I actually didn't eat that. So, um, uh, but I feel like within that situation, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's somewhat different because so little people actually hunt them. So like, it's not like I'm wiping the population by shooting one.
0: Yeah. But, okay, so this is the thing. Why didn't you eat your odd ad?
1: They taste awful. That's, like, the thing.
0: Okay, I've heard that, and I've also heard they taste pretty good.
1: I've just heard they taste awful.
0: So, if you ever shoot another odd ad, I want some of it. I
1: don't think I will be. There's no point. TBH.
0: Well, so we can eat it.
1: Well, you know, they're quite expensive to hunt unless you own the property that has them, so...
0: That's interesting.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to figure out where they're from.
0: So, like, Africa. Okay. Okay. Um, Like, for me, if I see a porcupine at the ranch, I'm going to shoot it. Only because the dogs continually find the porcupines, and then it's like a $1,500 medical bill. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, I, I shot one last time I was out there, but I haven't seen one in, well, since before the fire. So before March. So it's like, that's kind of my justification. And at the same time, I have an issue with that because it's like the dogs are my problem, so to speak. Like I'm introducing half of the situation, you know, like it wouldn't be a problem if the dogs weren't out there. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. I mean, that's, I feel like that's fine justification.
0: Hmm. But what do you, like, I don't know. Do you remember the first year you shot?
1: Yup.
0: How did you feel after that? Relieved. Were you, like, shaking going into it? Were you nervous? No. Really?
1: I mean, I'd been out there, like, 30 times before I got an opportunity, so.
0: Well, walk, walk me, tell me the story, fill in the details here.
1: Uh, it was in, uh, like an hour from Midland. I'd been hunting for like so many times. I'd gone out there and I had a couple opportunities, but I hadn't shot anything. And deer season was actually over. It was still the kid's season. There's like a two-week buffer for kids to still shoot after deer season, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was like that. Like, I had still not gotten anything. And like a huge, like, back then we used to have hordes of deer still out there. It was like a herd of like 10 came in. And there was this like really, really old doe with them. So that's the one I shot hmm. with an M4, I think.
0: I can't say I know what an M4 looks like.
1: A assault rifle.
0: Oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I was like really young. It had no um, recoil, so it was better for me as a kid. And before that, I was actually using an M2 carbine, which is like from World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem with that was it was open sights.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So when it got darker, it was a lot harder to see because most scoped rifles, the scopes collect light, so it looks brighter when you're looking through it than mm-hmm. it actually is. So with the M4, it had a red dot, so it was a lot easier to see still and use it, basically. So I had sw- I'd just switched to that instead. and. Oh. It's the only thing I've shot that was not with my thirty odd six. Actually that's a lie. I shot those pigs within
0: You're it, where it is your microphone connected right?
1: Uh I think so. Why?
0: It was just for a second there, it was getting really, really choppy. It might just be my internet. Might not be a huge I apologize. Tube. No, you're good. You're good. It might just be my headphones too. Um Interesting. So you had you had like been out, tried, failed, tried, failed, tried, failed, and you finally got your opportunity. So it was more of like a okay, the the buck fever, as they say, where you get super well, nervous. It wasn't a
1: buck, so yeah.
0: Do you really think it is just with with bucks and not with? Oh them? yeah, really? I, that's
1: not, that's not even. I don't even think that's like that's not even a theory. I mean, I, there were so many people I would say who see a nice buck, mm-hmm. and you know. Everything's fine, but when you finally get aimed in, and I mean, and you see those antlers, like people, people lose focus. I mean, and they miss. It, it's it's a fact. I mean, my sister's done it. Shout out Jeanette. Sorry to cut <laughs> you out. Just but out there was a like, period cat. where for like a year, I think she missed two bucks, and it was. Wow. I mean, I'm gonna blame buck fever, but um, I mean, I've never missed a buck
0: personally, so. So do you think, what's what's your thought? Because I'm, I'm hopefully going to take out, I guess, my cousin? My cousin's son. Uh, I'm going to hopefully take him out to the ranch this year to get his first deer. So do you think, I mean, typically for first deer, right, you're definitely not getting a trophy buck.
1: I mean, if one walks in, let him shoot it. <laughs>
0: Do you really, do you think it's just, because I've heard, I've heard people have that mindset of like your first year is supposed to be a little spunky.
1: I mean, it, it. I don't think that's the goal, but like, again, my sister, for example, her first whitetail was like one of the biggest whitetail we've shot. It's like, mount, it's the only one we've mounted. I mean, she got oh, wow. super lucky. So, um, I mean, if one comes out, I mean, mm-hmm. let them, let them, let them go at it. But, uh, I mean I don't think that's the objective of the hunt. It's just if it happens, it happens. I think the objective is to just kinda get him something reasonably mm-hmm. good. Old doe that's, spike, you know.
0: That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. But did you know that there is a, a late season? There's a special late season for all people.
1: Uh yeah, isn't that just for spikes and does though?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, antlerless or unbranched antler does or bucks. And it's the same, like the youth season right now, at least in Coleman, is January second to the fifteenth. Yeah, right. And then the special late season is also the second to the
1: fifteenth. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
0: Cause I'm, I'm I'm about. genuinely I'm worried, uh, because I also I don't know how much he's shot a gun. So I think I'm gonna have to bring mine back and maybe go to like the shooting range and just get him familiar with it, get him comfortable
1: i think it's all about practice Mm
0: -hmm. because i mean when i
1: when i hunt i mean and i'm about to shoot something i still like go through everything i mean safety's still on Mm -hmm. and then when he stops safety comes off i go through my breathing and i go through my aiming and i go through my trigger pull all all from tons of practice which for me in my opinion is discourages bug fever because i've i've gone through this process of shooting a gun so much that when i even when i'm shooting at a live animal Mm -hmm. i'm still going through the same thing so i don't necessarily get distracted
0: so then you do you think like him he and i go into the shooting range or something like that is going to be worth it or is it like such a different feeling being in a you know an ac room in a random building with a paper target compared to even just shooting outside. At
1: it a shouldn't, unless it shouldn't, I mean, some things are going to be different, but the whole, the whole process should be the same. So the practice mm-hmm. does help. I mean uh, like when I used, to, when I first started hunting here um, I was really, I mean, I was a kid, so it was really hard for me to like see out of our, our blind and mm-hmm. stuff. I had to like stand on a milk crate yeah. um and it was super uncomfortable <laughs> but i mean that just kind of comes with it and so but like, i mean once you get past that again it just goes back to like you doing what you know and that's going mm-hmm. through your like process to make sure your shot's good and not how uh
0: how old were you, you
1: um remember? hold on i i have the thing here let me check um it was 2010
0: so, so years ago. i was
1: 12
0: are you 24
1: no i'm 23 no are i was 11. 11 i was 11
0: Well, you might you might have been.
1: No, it was January 2010, so I was 11.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, I was about to say, Um, okay, because he's 16, so I'm hoping that because I I, I don't think they've been around guns a whole lot, but I'm hoping that that age kind of helps. Um, But we'll see, we'll see.
1: Yeah, actually, it works out. I uh, I have a, um, I'm missing something. Um, I have a uh, a bag where I keep all my shells from deer I've shot.
0: Do you, how do you do you like put a little piece of tape with the name on or with the date on it? Uh,
1: so I have a note card in here that has the date with what I shot, and then on the bullet I just write in Sharpie the year and which animal it was.
0: That's pretty cool. And it's only deer, or, uh, or no? It uh, has
1: everything. Anything I've ever killed is in here.
0: Really? You yeah, a like pig or something.
1: Yeah, there's a. Let me see if I pig. Yeah, uh, JD's ranch pig. That's in here.
0: Nice. What about a? What about like a squirrel?
1: I've never killed one, so it's no. Nope. Okay. Coyotes in here. Pigs. When
0: uh, Nico, I really want to do this as soon as deer season is over. January, maybe February. I wanted to have a squirrel hunt. Like a designated walking around shooting squirrels. I want to have a big squirrel meal. Are you interested?
1: I mean, I suppose so.
0: Okay. Because last time, last time I cooked a squirrel, it was f- so good. It was so good. And I have been ready for a hank run. Or I've been hankering for another one. But I want to have kind of like a, a big deal about it. Hopefully.
1: Okay. Oh, another, I, What? You got it. I was going to say another fun fact is there's been three occasions where my bullet actually did not go through the deer. Ooh. And so I actually have the actual bullet as well in here.
0: What do you think caused that?
1: Um, Depending just- on where you hit it.
0: You really think so? Well, I oh would, yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess, like through the shoulder blade or something. That's gonna. I'm a,
1: yeah, my dad always makes fun of me because I go through the shoulder. So that's actually probably why.
0: Is um, that? How level. much of that does it taint your meat?
1: I, I mean, depending how far forward you shoot, I guess. Mine's not bad. It's just, mm-hmm. if anything, it also, and this this seems to be the case most of the time. And me and my dad always talk about this after is a deer might look like it's straight horizontal with you. Mm. And then you, I mean, at the distance and then based on like the entry hole and exit hole, you might notice that it was actually a lot more crooked than you thought. And so, yeah. I mean, that it, it really doesn't affect shooting or anything, but it does affect what you hit. So mm-hmm. that enough. seems to be the case a lot too.
0: Uh, what would you say is your comfortable range for shooting now? sure
1: um it, i think it would depend on what i'm shooting
0: you're you're like gun wise or animal wise
1: uh both but uh with my
0: six, 30-06 six and you're going for like a whitetail
1: um with my 30 my 30-06 is actually sighted in at 200 and i have a custom scope where i can adjust it on the fly to compensate for distances so i don't have to aim any different Oh, um so i would say right now i, I would mean i would be comfortable i mean it's not like this is far but to, i would be definitely fine probably up to 250 for sure i think my out dad was just under 200 so
0: that's pretty far I don't think I've ever shot anything that far.
1: Um, I mean.
0: I don't think I've ever shot anything much over 100, honestly.
1: I don't think I've shot a deer over 100. I've shot at one. Um, mm-hmm. But.
0: I i just like our ranch is not set up for long shots.
1: Now most Texas places aren't. Um, so yeah. It's just kind of the way the landscaping is. The outdad was just. I mean, we went to the top of a mountain and shot down into the valley, so it mm. just ended up being a longer shot.
0: Have you ever shot a antelope? No, I would want to do that. I'd do that. Go up to New Mexico, walk around on all their public land.
1: yeah, I mean most I mean especially in Texas hunting from a blind, I don't mm-hmm. I mean I think. I think our feeder is set up at, like, 120 now. Mm-hmm. But most of the deer we kill aren't even at the feeder. They're either leaving or going. So they mm-hmm. end up coming, like, shots are, like, 80 to 100. I mean, that's... So pretty not close. That far. That's
0: about, I think that's about average for the ranch shooting.
1: Um, yeah, right. I mean, I mean... Yeah, it's... it's I mean... The uh the best advice I have um is aim small, miss small. I mean, the range, the distance shouldn't affect your shot. No matter how yeah. s- much smaller aim- what you're aiming at should look in the scope.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Thanks for the advice. Hopefully, I, we'll get him a deer.
1: Yeah, I hope so too.
0: Do you think it would be worth it? Well, okay, I'm going to say this and I'm probably going to go back on it. I think it'd be cool to process it. And I think my first year that I get opening season, hopefully I get a deer opening day. Uh, I'm going to try to process that. And then the rest of my season will dictate how many deer I process and how many deer I get processed. But i, I have you ever done anything like that? Like separated out all your cuts and, and bagged them and frozen them?
1: Um. I'm a little bit confused.
0: Like uh, like some people shoot the deer, take the guts out, take it into the processor. Uh-huh. Some people quarter it out, take the quarters into the processor. Maybe they take off the back straps themselves. Oh something um, like that. Some people then will quarter it and then cut up all of the different sections of meat and like package it and freeze it themselves.
1: Um with with deer? I know my dad does it actually a lot different than he does with other stuff. We take out the back straps and the tenderloins and then we just take the full deer to them. Um and
0: you don't you don't skin it, do you?
1: No. Uh my dad it's the only thing he does not skin. I think he said I forget his reasoning, but he he said I mean, basically from what I've understood, is he justifies the just Especially with the time, I guess, for the mm-hmm. size of the deer, he'll just yeah. pay the extra to have the um, processing place do it.
0: I'm just curious because, like, I, I, I've taken my past deer to a few different processors. Um, first one was in Coleman, that one got torn up by Tornado. Then I've taken one or two to Snook down near College Station. Uh, and then I took my last one to Coleman. And the last one that I took to Coleman, like it definitely wasn't a small deer. Um, and I was just kind of surprised at how little we got back. And it was, it was maybe 80 or 90 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that just seemed kind of expensive, especially considering what we got back. So I'm curious to try it myself and see like if I notice a difference in how much meat we get, you know, the quality of the cuts and how long it takes, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can. I don't think we've ever done that with like the full thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't speak from experience.
0: Because I'd assume it gets a little better with practice. Like when you kind of know what you're looking for, I have a feeling you can get through a deer pretty quick.
1: I guess so. Are you Perfect. talking about me specifically?
0: Well, just like I say you, but like someone who is going to process oh
1: yeah i'm sure
0: yeah
1: i've always wondered um if they actually give you the meat back from your specific deer like yeah um especially if you pay per pound like from a i don't know legality i don't i don't think it's legal but from like an efficiency standpoint from the processor like it's all deer meat so like yeah you know like what's stopping them if two people get just a pound of like burger meat like to just whatever yeah well and
0: really like is there a way to test yeah
1: i mean i would i would say that younger deer probably do taste better but like are you really gonna notice
0: (laughs) yeah well i mean especially with burger you're gonna be grinding it up for Mm -hmm. you know and rarely are you just gonna eat a like The backstrap, you're you're still probably going to put like salt and pepper on it or something, right? You know, you're not just going to take a bite out of it. I'm
1: sure some of them do that.
0: Have you ever eaten the hearts?
1: Uh, yeah, I the first couple.
0: What was it like? Did you cook it or eat it eat it raw?
1: Jeanette cooked it.
0: Huh, and it was real tough.
1: Very tough. I don't think it tasted very good.
0: Interesting. Personally. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. This I'm determined to broaden my horizons this year. I might try to do. I that. mean, it's not and bad. Maybe some liver.
1: I just think I just thought it was super tough.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay.
1: And then, especially, I mean, I I mean, and then I think lately most of ours are just the horde's blown up. So
0: mm-hmm. it's not like we have a chance. That that tends to change things a little bit. No, Uh, yeah,
1: I think, what's the other thing people eat? The liver? Yeah, I, uh, my dad will always, his his joke is, usually our livers are intact. He's like, you want to take this home and cook it? And uh, no, I've never, I've never eaten that.
0: Do you guys, uh, do you think you get the neck back? Do you think Uh, they grind that up for you?
1: uh, I would assume so.
0: I mean, I've never really known how much meat was on the neck, but it's it's fairly substantial.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, mean, noticing, I think it. I think it plot. also depends how much you get back and how much you pay for it, because isn't it per pound?
0: Uh, some things what? like, um, like on anything they grind up. I'm, it kind of varies depending on the processor, but anything they grind up, they do cut it with a certain amount of pork or pork fat. Um, so like if I was going to get it all ground up, then it would probably be a lot more than I took in and it would probably be more expensive because they're adding in that pork. But if I'm just getting like the the hind legs or the shoulders cut into roasts and like stuff like that, then yeah, it's going to be a lot cheaper. But I've still noticed like, Whenever I take a backstrap in or something and they, they just, I don't think they really care much when they're trimming it. And so they're just going to take as, you know, they're going to do it quickly.
1: I I would not take the backstraps in.
0: uh Uh-huh. You just leave them.
1: My dad has like a huge process with them. It's like you take them out and you refrigerate them for a certain amount of days and then you have to cook them on that next day or something. It's like a huge process with him on the backstrap.
0: You should uh, you should get that, and we can talk about it on the – like you should get it actually what he does. And I'm really not even is. like
1: – I mean, whatever he does, it works because the access backstrap I had was probably my most favorite meat I've ever eaten in my life.
0: How did he cook it?
1: Uh, my mom cooked it. She breaded it, to my knowledge, Ooh. I think, on that one. Ooh. I, I'm pretty sure that's how she did it. We um, gotta, we're
0: gotta. we basically just becoming meat eater part two because we're <laughs> talking about hunting, conservation, and cooking. And now fishing. I'm not the greatest albolo. cook
1: to BH. I just need to get these recipes.
0: I'm, yeah, you got to get those recipes because I'm interested in it. Because that's like, I mean, I ate a freaking prickly pear the other day just to see what it tastes like. I'm trying to figure out ways to cook things that people don't normally eat.
1: How do you, know? you cook a cactus?
0: You can eat them raw so with the with the like
1: wait there's an animal eats them raw.
0: a lot of things do uh and like farmers when they graze their cattle they'll go in with a torch and give them just like a quick once over with the torch and it burns off all the needles and then their cows eat it but like um i don't think it really matters much for goats i don't know how much deer eat them i'm sure pigs do i think it's kind of depending on what else is available Quail, quail eat them. Coyotes will eat the fruits. Um, so, yeah, pretty wide variety.
1: I've never, I've never actually cut open a cactus and seen water in it, which I thought was always true.
0: I think that's more on like the barrel cactuses. Are the,
1: which ones are those?
0: Like, uh, like when you think of Arizona cactus, like the saguaro.
1: Are the big ones?
0: Yeah. With the, like the arms, with the arms. That's more of like a barrel cactus. And even then, I think it's still pretty meaty. I don't know if there's just like water sloshing around in them.
1: That's what I always thought as a kid.
0: Uh, But yeah, like prickly pear, you can eat the fruits and the pads raw, or you can cook them.
1: So like the prickly pear shiner beer, is that just supposed to be flavored like prickly pear or what?
0: I think with the fruits, yeah. Because the fruits... And I haven't figured this out. I've only ever eaten one fruit. And I don't know if I picked it at the right time. Um, allegedly, depending on when you pick them, they can be like super sweet. Like really like a candy sweet. Mine was not necessarily bitter. It was just kind of pretty mild flavor all around.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, but yeah, like uh, like a lot of people make... With the fruits, the common thing because there's so many seeds in the fruits is they uh, they'll just juice them, you know, and strain out the pulp and the seeds, and then the juice they use in like syrups or cocktails or or shiner beer, I guess. Interesting, but you got to get those. You got to get those recipes.
1: You should start a brewery in uh, your ranch.
0: Maybe. I want to start making moonshine again,
1: oh Jesus
0: i need I need a steady income and I need more space.
1: The ranch has plenty of space
0: well indoor space
1: what happened to that shed thing?
0: my workshop the
1: hide the 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 hangar
0: oh yeah where old blue is that's starting to get filled up
1: no 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 the hangar that you were gonna rent out.
0: Oh, as far as I know, it's still for sale. But again, I don't have any money. So hopefully I'll get a job soon and I'll be able to buy that building. Fingers crossed. Interesting. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, well, fall is right around the corner. I was talking with someone the other day that uh, – like Memorial Day and Labor Day are such a nice bookend because, like, you know, it's going to start cooling off. Days are getting shorter. Fall's right around the corner. What, what are you looking forward to this coming fall and winter season? Um,
1: realistically,
0: <laughs> it's, it's up to you. I,
1: I mean, I think fall is the best season, TVH. Uh, why uh, it's I think you yeah, know th- I'm almost positive fall is it is it I'm trying to hold oh, on let me think I think it might actually be a winner but there's one day in the fall or winter where all four major sports play on the same day <laughs> um, I just think that's kind of cool but college football is great um, the weather is
0: yeah
1: um I think Halloween's somewhat overrated I'm not gonna lie but I think I Thanksgiving too. is underrated
0: I do I agree
1: um Christmas is dope um I don't know just a I you know just fall season with like college football is like great
0: it is I feel like it's a very social time of the year
1: yeah I mean I always think of like Saturdays where it was like after you had been dealing with like hundreds, and it's finally like seventy or eighty, yeah, and you get yep. like you know you get to go meet up with people and like you know leaves start falling. I mean that doesn't happen as much in Texas, but you know, yeah, still. it's still
0: yeah yeah I get you. It happens a little later,
1: and it's my birthday in the, the fall, so I mean even more.
0: Yeah, inundated. there you go. There you go. Well, shoot, Nico. There's
1: I think everything cool happens in the fall. I mean, sports sports rise.
0: Yeah. I mean well, baseball
1: season F- two.
0: F one is uh It's all
1: years, so I mean fair enough. But the one in America's in October, so I mean that's another one.
0: Are you gonna go into are you gonna go to any races?
1: Yeah, the one in Austin.
0: Nice. That'll be uh, fun. I'm looking forward to that then.
1: Honestly, it's always kind of I mean I've gone twice, but going in person is somewhat overrated i'm not gonna lie i mean you don't even I get to like, watch the action the whole time
0: i feel like we've talked about this where like a nascar race would be better to go to in person and a formula one race is better to watch online or like yeah, yeah. i mean the- i'm not maybe. even gonna
1: disagree with this and last time we went it took us four hours to leave the parking lot afterwards so Oof. that was great Oof. just sat in my car for that long it was awful man
0: oh that's painful
1: and then I got a ticket, so yeah. Just <laughs> cap off the day.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well, do you I have a song two. request or a, a favorite song?
1: Um, I had two this week. I'm gonna you, just pick one.
0: Well, you can. You missed last week, so you can share. You can share two if you want.
1: No, I'll just do one. I'll save one okay. for next week. Okay. Well, uh, I just got my mom's recipe. I think it's not much. Oh.
0: Let it rip. I'm curious. She said
1: the breaded ones. You cut into small slices, dip into beet beaded eggs, and then fry very carefully. That's all she said.
0: Oh, and then I guess does she like dredge them in flour?
1: I'm gonna assume she does. I'm over- okay. I th- it might not be flour. It might be something else actually.
0: Okay, that sounds that sounds pretty darn good though.
1: They're good. They're my okay. favorite. Um. For my song request, I am gonna do. I misspelled it. I don't know who it's by. "Love Me Again" by John Newman.
0: Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, I that heard is it a good song. today. So good move, good move. I heard this song probably five minutes before we started recording. Uh, so I don't, I haven't listened to it all the way, but it's pretty good so far. Uh, "Lightning of July" by Baird. B a i r d, pretty good so far. That's good. Hmm. Well, anything else? Not for me. I think I'm all all done too.
1: Well, uh, I'm glad. Uh, you know, thank you, listeners, for keep listening. We greatly appreciate it. Hopefully, we um, are still entertaining to listen to before you go to bed or on your drive from highway to highway in this huge state that we call home but uh That's
0: beautiful i hope everyone has way to, way to a great week
1: bro. and god bless